Welcome to the Edinburgh Cider View, instalment 19. My name's Neil Caldwell. I have with me James Cocker, a.k.a. IT. Good evening. Merry Christmas. Uh, indeed, it is about that time. This is our Christmas stroke end of year show. Yes, I think it, I think it is. Well, the last one we do before Christmas anyway. True. Still a few weeks to go. Anyway. True. What have you got in the well, fridge? Well, hold on, hold on. Before what, we get into what, that. What? What? Where's my cake? Your cake? Yeah. What cake? You said at the end of last show you were going to bake your mum's cider and apple cake for me. Uh, yeah, I did, show. but I, I say a lot of things, IT. So you forgot? There's no cake. Put There's no way. cake? No. Anyway, go into oh. your fridge list. What am I doing here? cake chit-chat. <laughs> Next time. New Year cake. Right. Okay, in my fridge today, we have got three bottles of varying size. Starting with an Orchard Pig Truffler. That went very high. Um, which I picked up in Tesco's, I think. Yeah. Um, we also here have a cider that we've been trying to track down a while. It's from Cairn O'Moore in Perthshire. A Scottish so, cider? Another Scottish cider. Good news. To get into. And last but not least, we have a large two-litre growler here from Growler Beers of Mr. Whitehead's Newton's Discovery. So that's going to be an interesting one to try. Yeah. Looks like a good batch and a Scottish cider, which is always a good thing. Yeah. So I think we'll start off with Cairn O'Moore. Right. So I think as it's a champagne-style bottle, I'll open it. That's okay. probably the safest thing. Actually, that's true. I've just realised... Um, I haven't got the bottle opener ready. Good job that only one of our bottles is a um, actual bottle. We can deal with that later. Right. I should have kind of prepared getting into this shampoo. Ooh, ooh, that's weird. It's well, like I'm going to half open it myself. It's I like think a, you'd let me. a plasticky cork thing. That's, um, so do you think this is a Scottish take on French cider by the looks of things? Well, yeah, kind of champagne style cider. So I found this in a place called the Green Wellies Shop. Or it stop on the way to Oban. Right. So let's open this up and get ready to pour. So you got this on the way to Oban? Uh, well, on the way back. Um, I found it was two a bottles. Oven. They had two different types. Um, they had the tart cider and the vintage cider. And this is the vintage. So let's pour us some out. It looks 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 good. It looks like the kind of cider I would like. Looks, um, well, it's, it's very fizzy, as you'd expect in a champagne bottle, so you're thinking French. Yeah, it is fizzy. Let's give it a sip. I like that. Mm. I like too. It's a cross between a French cider and a cider we've had before. Yeah. It's quite tangy. Very tangy at the end. It's, it's not too... The taste isn't too overpowering. It's very sharp at the end, actually. There's not, there's nothing dry about this. No, but you wouldn't say it's, it's on the sweeter end, but it's not overly sweet. It's just, mm. it's like a very, almost tangy sweet aftertaste. Yeah, it's almost a shade too much at the end. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm not, I'm not getting that. I'm, I'm getting a nice bit of aftertaste. I'm not getting a strong aftertaste from it. Just quite sharp and tangy and citrusy almost. Mm. I think. Oh yeah, it is quite citrusy. You know, it's it's almost it's got aspects of like a French cider, maybe just because it's fizzy and because it's it's got a kind of um, a mixture of flavours, which makes it a bit like a French cider. Mm. But it also tastes a bit like some of the some of the more traditional but fizzy ciders that you have. But then there's that tangy thing at the end, which is a bit different. So, mm. but we've yeah. we've had some ciders that like that are like that. Yeah, I like this a lot. I don't have don't have much bad to say about it. It's the taste is is good. There's no strange things going on. It's good. There's a strange aftertaste. 
I'm not getting that. Or a strange finish. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm getting not that. saying strange in a bad way. Just unique. Yeah, that's weird. I'm not getting that as much as you are. Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to be honest. I mean, usually we would be biased, biased in favour of Scottish ciders, and we are. <laughs> uh, but I'll be honest, and I'll say seven point five. I was going to go for seven point five as well. There we go. A complete agreement there. Seven point five. A decent. Uh... A decent find. So we've yet to find somewhere in Edinburgh that's, that sells this. I think we once possibly saw a bottle somewhere in Brunsfield, but... But that was more of a fruit wine. Well, no, but did we not see one of these as well? I can't, I can't remember. Um, no, so, we didn't because we would have bought it if we had. No, nah, but this was before the, uh, the, the it show with the snake bite and Thistley Cross, so we didn't want to carry bottles around with us. Oh, that's probably true. Um, sure. Let alone a rival Scottish so, cider. Keep your eyes out. I, I, if we do, if, if anyone knows us somewhere in Edinburgh that you can get this Cairn O'More um, cider, do do let us know because it's good stuff and it's and it's Scottish, which is which is perfect. Excellent. So we'll move on. We'll press on. So Orchard Pig. Orchard Pig. Yes. Orchard Pig. Now, truffler. We have this to be is the truffler version. Is that the or is truffler the genre of different ciders they do, or is truffler, truffler this specific one? Truffler is this specific one, which is their dry one, I believe. Yeah. So we need to be careful here, um, because we didn't realise that Kieran O'More was going to be as sweet as it was, and now we're going into a dry. Oh, yeah, I've done this in the wrong order again. I planned this <laughs> at the start of the show. And every, I know I know that you should go from dry to sweet, but I've done the exact opposite again. Right. Sorry about that. Right, well, we should bear this in anyway. mind as we as we try this dry cider. Um, well, it says it's dry, but I... I Whenever I see a cider like this that's relatively translucent and a wee bit fizzy, I I, and I'm thinking it's not going to be Okay, well, let's see what we think. But bear that in mind when you have your first gulp. Yeah. So Orchard Pig Truffler. The green one in Tesco's, you'll find it. Ah. Hmm. I like. Yeah. I'm still getting a bit of taste of the... I know. The previous one. Need to have a few glugs of this to get rid of the sweetness of the last one. But actually, it's not as dry as I thought it might be. It's actually quite a nice mixture of taste. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to mix ciders now. So if you go from um, a, let's call it a tangy cider to an orchard pig, I don't know anyone that's ever going to do, go from one cider to the other the way we have just done. Well, it. no, I know, very true. So this this you can actually easily get in Tesco. It's six percent, and we have had an orchard pig reveler before, which was like the kind of watered down four point five percent one. Yeah. But I like this a lot more. So this one, this one's a full six percent. So you're talking for a sort of good vintage cider. That's about the kind of level you'd expect, roughly. It's got a nice bit of taste to it as well. Um, it's, it's got some flavour towards the end. Yeah, that that's that's really nice actually. Mm. Yeah, and we we nearly didn't try this in the show. Um, because, yeah, because well, uh, there's a few orchard pigs you can get in the supermarket. There's like there's a red, blue, and a green one. Yeah, you, you know the actual names. There's, uh, I think it's Charmer, Truffler, and Reveler. But this one's the best one I've had. Um, but this one, yeah, definitely the best one. I mean, they're all they're all good ciders. Uh, all, the, the other two, I, I would say, were okay. We had one in the show. I had another mm. in the flat. But this one is a genuinely good one. This one, I, this one, I'd buy. Yeah, I'm glad I've got another bottle next door now. And I, I'm now of the persuasion where I, I drink more cider at home than I ever used to, mm. right? But I only drink very, very good cider at home now. But I would actually buy this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Although I can get easy, I've got easy access to Dunkertons, I've got easy access Aye, to Thistle Cross. You don't so. want to, you don't want to have too much of a, of, a, of one of them and, and end up getting bored of it. So to have a variety of good ciders, you can't you can't complain about that, yeah. especially when they, this is readily available in Tesco and I think Tesco.com um, as well. With my last online shop, I got a couple of bottles, so it's quite easily available for those that are 
uh, just doing their weekly shop. Do you know what I quite like about it? It's dry at the start, mm. and then it gradually gets a little bit sweeter. So it's a different kind of cider. It's, it's, it's almost like the reverse of a dry cider, even though it is dry. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, potentially. It's dry in a different order, and the yeah. flavour gradually increases in a nice, subtle way. That is a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. What am I going to? What am I going to give it? That's the that's the question. So that last one, where were we? That kind of more I give. Mm. I'm going to give it an eight point five. Oh, and I was even tempted by more. Uh-huh. Well, I was going to go for eight. Okay, fair enough. Eight point two five. So good a, marks. Uh, a good mark there as well. Yeah. Hmm. Very good. So we press on. We yes. press on. We go for. The big growler full of Newton's discovery. So, yes, a nice two-litre growler here from the lovely Growler Beers up at Morningside. Another free advert. Um, well, why not? They sell good cider. Oh, they deserve an advert. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to give everyone a free advert who sells good cider. So, actually, in between the last couple of shows, I got myself a growler of um, Mr. Whitehead's Devil's Device. And it was an interesting one. It was 8.4%. It was a really strong tasting, but That's then on the border with wine. But then, yeah, but then the taste kind of just vanished. There was no aftertaste at all, and it just disappeared. It's almost like the exact opposite. And of I wasn't, I wasn't too sure about it. So it will be interesting to see what this one is like. This one is what's classed as I think they call it a, a working man's cider. A working man's. So it's cider. sort of like light. It's three point. It's only three point eight percent. Oh, this is three point eight percent. Yes. So you can have a lot of it. Um, but it wouldn't have bothered me if it was eight percent. I would have had as much as I chose. Yeah, true. But it's done in a way. Especially when you've got two liters of it. It's done in a way rather than being like watered down with stuff at the end of the process. The way that they get it down, quite. It's cut, yeah, it is a scrumpy. Yeah, it, it, it's a very pale scrumpy though, because it's definitely cloudy. I mean, there's nothing. It's it is cloudy, but it's much pale. It's very hard to describe. It's, it's pale and cloudy. I've not seen a, a cloudy scrumpy that <laughs> yeah, pale before. I know what you mean. So what's it? What's what's the? Is, is this advertised as dry, medium? Um, sweet? I think it might be quite dry. I, I, Where's um, it from? Is, I it, is it Somerset? Uh, Mr. Whitehead's uh, Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Yes, but it's 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 kind of diluted down to three point eight percent in in more of a natural way. First thoughts. There's a strange face being pulled there, Neil. Um, I'm not sure. Hmm. Do you know what? It's got a bit of twang, not as much, but it's got a bit of something about it that's similar to the 146 ciders. doesn't have a, such a strong taste of them. No, I quite like that, though. Um, aye, so that flavour, but in moderation almost. Yeah, but it's got more flavour to it. Mm. And it's got a nice, subtle thing at the end. It does. Hmm. Hmm. It'd be interesting to, no, you're right, it'd be interesting to try this with 146, because... There's definitely, I want to know what, what, what it is. What is it that's done to the cider making process that make the, the this kind of flavour from the, um, the 146 ciders and also, See, and also this Mr. Whitehead's? Okay, well, for a start, it's a very flat, there's nothing. Yeah. No fizz at all. It's a, in many ways, a traditional scrumpy, a bit lighter, as I said, but it's, and it's very subtle at the start, then it gradually gives you something and it's you would say it's slightly dry but you would it's pretty much medium in the sense that there's no very strong flavour but it's quite a nice balanced difficult to describe it is it is um, yeah it's got those got that style that we weren't sure about but in this in this kind of moderation and almost it's, it's nice it's nice, much nicer balanced than 
yeah, that's probably what, it. The ones we've had before. Of this style of cider, it's a nice balanced mm. version of it. Because mm. what I was saying, um, it's only 3.8%, but the way they've done that is they've, after pressing the apples, they've basically soaked the pulp again and then repressed it. So they don't dilute it afterwards. They're effectively introducing the water at the, at the kind of earlier stage and still pressing it with the apples, oh, which right. is what dilutes it down. So it's a much more natural way of producing a lower percentage that makes cider. Sense. That makes sense. And you still, you're still getting flavour as well, obviously. Mm. Yeah. So, what am I going to give this one? Hmm. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not a massive fan of it. Yeah, it's not. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be unhappy drinking. And, like, again, let's go back to 20 shows ago. Not, we've not even done 20 shows. Or 18 shows ago. If it was this or Magnus, this every time. <laughs> so let, yeah. let, let's, well, even when we're, when we're being harsh about some ciders, we have to say we're comparing them against other good ciders generally these days. This I would give 6.5 to. <laughs> we're doing well tonight. That's exactly what I had in my, the figure was I it? had in my head was 6.5. Well, yes. there you go. So, <laughs> um, yeah, a very agreeable evening so far. Um, yeah, I see what you mean. So, I mean, Give it a try. Uh, I mean, Growler Beers will let you taste it before you before you buy it. It's, it's quite sophisticated. The more you drink of it, you realise it is quite a sophisticated flavour. I'm doing that thing where I talk about something after we've finished talking about it again. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> discovering more things. On that note, we've got plenty of cider for the rest of the show. Well, very true. We've which got is a good thing. A significant quantity of cider. Very different um, types. Yes. Slight mix of results, but all generally passed. All passed, I would say. Yeah. All kind of good and agreeable. Good and agreeable so, and different a success respects. there. Just on the subject of Growler beers, um, next week they're going to be getting in some Gwinty Drag. So some Fiery Fox, possibly Black Dragon, and their Two Trees Perry. Oh, Nick. Uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to getting my hands on some Fiery Fox because um, we, haven't, we haven't tried the Fiery Fox and Gwinty Drag yet. I think so I had it last night. I plan to... <laughs> where? <laughs> I was in the Jolly Judge last oh, night. Oh, I see, okay. So I, I can't remember, they had a one Gwinty Drag on tap that I had. And you don't even remember which one it was? No. Your memory Also had the... Correct. The two trees, is it Perry's and... Yes, the two trees. Red Perry. Streak. Oh, Red Streak. That was good. I don't, I don't know what... I haven't... Red Streak? Red Streak or Red Stripe. It wasn't right. Red Stripe. By who? By Perry's. Oh, but sorry, as you said, yeah. Uh, ah, right, that way around. Okay. Um, ah, right. Yes. That was good. Yes, I need to track down some more Perry's. Always worth going to the Jolly Judge, as we said. I need said. to get to the Jolly Judge more, yeah. I, I, I was telling Stuart and Grella Beers, um, he, next year he's going to focus on getting Dunkerton's um, and all our basically kind of top ciders that I've, I've, I've gone through uh, with him. So it should be it should be some exciting times for cider in Edinburgh next year. Excellent. So we are having a genuine influence into the world of cider what people are ordering in Edinburgh. Yes, yes. Probably also because of the fact that the one place that we know definitely sells Dunkerton's is constantly running out because we keep buying it. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Anyway, right, we'll press on. Press on, press on. Press cider on. news. Cider news, cider news. Right, um, I struggled a bit with cider news this week because there's not, I, I couldn't find much that was happening in the cider world. Right. Um, I nearly started with a warning. Started with a warning? Yeah, the warning was going to be that Strongbow has dramatically rebranded and uh, was going to get people to 
make sure they don't accidentally buy it. Because I've got a photo of it there, you can see how dramatically different that is. Oh, they're trying to make it look sophisticated. It, yeah, it, it's almost similar to the Sanford Orchards or Cornish Orchards um, logos. But the reason I said was going to start with a warning is because I think it looks like that is only in Australia. Excellent. So a warning to any Australian listeners out there. Um, watch out for rebranded Strongbow and yep. avoid it. So, um, due to our lack of news, I thought I would bring back a feature we haven't had in quite some time. We're doing a quiz. We are doing a quiz. All right, fire away. So, get your phones at the ready. Uh, listeners, play along. Give us a tweet. Let us know how you did. You realise, you say use my phone because in your head you don't take notes on paper anymore, so you say get your phone ready. What's paper? It, well, anyway, my point is... <laughs> I could easily use my phone to find the answers if you if I was that way inclined, which I'm not. No. But I could. Anyway, press on. Right. So, question number one. Our cider map on our lovely cider view website. Yep. Um, lists all the pubs that we've been in that we've sussed out the cider that they sell in Edinburgh. Yes. How many of them are listed on our cider map currently? How many pubs are on our cider map? Yep. There's tons. Yeah. Now, if you, if you were paying attention, you would have noticed that I tweeted about this. Yeah. Recently. I know that it's over. It's in, now into three figures, right? But I don't know precisely. Take a guess and note it down. Don't tell me yet. Okay, right. Take a guess and note it down. Okay. So this is kind of like an end of year quiz. So we're looking back over the last year. The last 12 months of the Edinburgh the Side of The last 12 months of the Edinburgh Side of You and things we've uh, achieved and talked about. Okay, question two. Question number two. Who makes our favourite Perry? That's a good question. <laughs> uh... So, how many Perrys have we had on the show? Oh, there's quite a lot now that I did. <laughs> we've, had, we've had five Perrys on the show. So we've had five Perrys on the show. We've had five Perrys on the show. So, the one we liked... I know one that we definitely did like. Okay. Um... And I think it was quite high, high marks, so I'm going to go... Okay, note it down. All right, question three. Question number three. Episode 13... Christ. <laughs> ...was called... Have I got to remember no, the name? No, no, that's not the question. Episode th 13 was called Dancing Tingle of Fire. Yep. Why? Dancing Tingle of Fire. Um, that would be the way I described a ginger beer. Okay. Which ginger oh, beer? Oh, God. Which one? Yeah, which one is the is the main point I'm getting to here? Um, <laughs> which ginger beer did you describe as a dancing tingle? Hollows and Fentiment. Uh, sorry, oh, right, I'm writing it down. Write right it now. down. Yeah, okay. Okay, question four. And finally, question four. This is the one you might hate me for most, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> Our Cider League table. Yeah. Taking all the ciders and petties that we've tried in the show... Uh-huh. What is the average ABV percentage? <laughs> to the point 0.1? Now, I'll give you it to the point 0.1, but I'll give you it either side. So you've got a kind of point 0.3 window to, point get, three. to get into. But the lowest is probably about, well, it's probably now three points on the, if you include this one. And the highest will be 8.2. Right. Okay, I'll guess. Okay. All right, I've got my answers. Okay. So, question number one. How many places are on our Edinburgh Cider Map? Right, I've gone with 102. Hmm. 
And then here's mm. it. Do I be nice or do I not be nice? Yeah, I'll be nice. It's 101. I'll give you the point. The full point. Excellent. Mm. Right? I did actually remove somewhere from the map as well, only because it's now completely changed. You know, the bank bar. Oh, yeah. I completely yeah. changed. So we've kind of reviewed 102. Well, there you go. I was <laughs> we need 102. On. So. That's a pretty good guess. <laughs> that wasn't, wasn't well. Well, it was I, an educated guess. Yeah, okay. Question number two Who makes our favourite Perry? I've gone with Henry, Henry Weston's. Ah, interesting. No, it was the Guatkin Perry. We tried a... Was it last ah. show? show? Yeah, I think it was last show. The Gu that, Guatkin the, Golden Valley Perry, we gave 8.25. Which is 0.25 more than we gave the Henry Weston's Perry, I think. I don't know what we gave the, the Henry Weston's. Well, we definitely gave it high marks. It was a very early mm, show. Well, right? it wasn't as high as that one. Episode that one was, two that or one three. Was, that was, one was yummy. But we, we did... The, the real Perry, I remember, from Henry Weston, we gave very high marks, and it was justified. Anyway, okay, it got it wrong. Close, but not. One out of two. Question number three, episode 13 was called The Dancing Tingle of Fire. Why? Because I was describing hollows and fentanyls. Incorrect. What was I describing? Ginger grouse. Ginger grouse? The one that you went out and got from the distillery and it had a shot of whiskey and... Yeah. I should have got that one. <laughs> but it was not like... I, was, I, I said at the time because I was describing a ginger beer. All right, well, obviously. The whole point was which one. Right. One out of three, that's not very good. <laughs> and finally, question number four. Out of all the ciders and pennies on our league table, what is the average ABV percentage? Going with 5.9. Fucking hell. What? It is 5.9. Is it? Yeah. That's good. How the hell did you get that? Well, it's an educated <laughs> guess. Um, hmm, so I've got, the two, I've got the two difficult questions right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a surprising outcome. So I, I managed to guess the right number of pubs that we've reviewed, 102, <laughs> and the average per ABV percentage of everything in our side of the league table. That's quite impressive. But I couldn't remember what we did last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that episode. Well, there you go. Two out of four, not bad overall. Impressive. I, I'm, I'm actually impressed. Yeah, listeners, let us know how you got on. Um, James Bucknell, I think you'll do quite well in our quiz, so uh, let us know how you did. Why will he do well in the quiz? Well, he listens to them back to back in chunks. Oh, right, yeah. So, <laughs> good memory, hopefully, of them. By the time he gets around to listening to this episode, which will probably be in six months' time. He'll have just listened to the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, well done on our cider quiz. Oh, that was okay, that quiz. So, we press <laughs> on. We do. Uh, so, we've got a big update for the cider map, or we already put the update on the cider yes. map. So, that's what took us past our 100th pub. We had a very successful, arguably, in fact, I would say definitely our most successful trip around Edinburgh. Yeah, it wasn't amazing, but it was surprising um, in a few ways. Did you say it wasn't amazing? Well, there for two I, I suppose compared to previous for trips... For two big highlights. And for Edinburgh, it was kind of amazing. Well, let's explain to the listeners why. So we started at the Hanging Bat, which uh, listeners from last episode will know why. Yeah, this is a pub we've been to before. We hadn't reviewed officially before. But we had the Muckleton Old Rosé from Wilk Mill Cider. We did. Scottish Cider in Dumfries and Galloway. And it was very good. Yeah, a decent dry cider. It's, um, I, I like it if they did a, I'm not sure if they do a medium or a sweet one. It'd be interesting to try that since that's more my... my yeah, I, I, I liked it. I mean, it was quite dry, quite flat, quite traditional scrumpy style dry... I mean, it was class it, there was no medium dry to it. It was a dry cider. That was it. I liked it. I'm, I would have preferred maybe a touch sweeter, a bit more medium dry, but very good. 
good Scottish cider. So well. Yeah. So that, I mean, check out Hanging Back for Walk Mills. Uh, I think they do Sheppies when there's no Walk Mills on. Yes, yeah, um, so you're always guaranteed to get something reasonable at the very least in the in the Hanging Back. And unless you're feeling brave, stay away from the Black Betty. Black Betty is that the stout? Yeah. Mixed with cider. Yeah. So this is this is another um, creation from Walk Mill Cider. They do a cider mixed with stout. I thought it was, a, it was a wee bit interesting. Mm, I, I tasted a bit like chocolate. If you like stout, you probably like it because it just tastes like a I slight flavour of stout. I had a sip and didn't want any more. Yeah, so if you don't like stout, you probably won't like it. But it does all sorts of creations. He does his own version of snake bite as well. Yeah. I don't think we had that one. No, we didn't We didn't try that. So check out Hanging Bat. Yeah. Um, the next place of interest that we got to was the Blue Blazer. Blue Blazer, yeah. It's quite an old, famous pub in Edinburgh. Okay. I did remember it. I've been in there before, but I couldn't remember exactly where I was. I came at it from the other side. <laughs> okay, I see. It's the kind of for people outside of Edinburgh. It's the place between Lothian Road and the grass market. That's not. <laughs> that's it's in one of the junctions between the Lothian Road and the grass right, market. Right, I think I know what you're going to say there. So it's not it's not one that you necessarily walk past automatically, or you might come at it from different. I think directions. it's off Bread Street. Yeah, you're right. Okay, and it's a good pub. It's got it's quite famous for its listening room. Yeah, I still don't understand that. Which is a room where people go and hum ancient Celtic tunes every now and again. Right. And they ask you to be quiet. Okay. Luckily, that crowd weren't in so well. Um, okay, okay. Anyway, onto the cider that they had. The cider, yeah, they had, they had a good batch of cider. <laughs> they, they had Long Veal's Cidre de Recolpant. They did. Uh, which, was, which was always good to see. I do like that now. I've had it a few times in pubs and it's very apple-y. Uh, they also had Thistley Original on draft. Um, the usuals. Um, and, and a different ginger beer, Williams ginger beer, that you had. Yeah. That was quite good. Um, that I think it was a bit more beery than your normal ginger beer. Which I liked, you probably wouldn't. Oh no, I did like. I, I said it was the right balance. Because we had, remember one, in one of the early shows, the ginger, we had the ginger beard. Yes. And that was too beery. I liked that. But this was a nice balance for your non-beer drinker. Yeah. Um, it, so it wasn't too artificial like kind of crabbies. It was, it was yeah, it was good. Um, so that was the blue blazer. So then we kind of headed um, towards the direction of Brewdog. And at this juncture, we thought we'd already done quite well. We did. Uh, we'd, we'd, we'd been in and out of a few pubs that hadn't... Had yeah, I mean, there was the a few port. that didn't. On the way to Brewdog, we went in the Beehive, which had Aspals on draft and Thistie Cross original. We went in the White Hart Inn, which had Thistie Cross. There was a lot of Thistie Cross. It's becoming very common. It, it is becoming now. very popular. So that's a good thing, I suppose. But for us, we are, we are now looking for different kinds we of are good cider. So yeah. we're getting a bit fussy. Yeah, we are, we are getting fussy. But right? then we went to Brewdog. But then we went to Brewdog. Which... And this was probably the best cider surprise we've well, had. <laughs> well, I wanted to, I've been wanting to go to Brewdog for a while because I know that they specialise in good beer. Yeah. And I thought it was the kind of place that either would have no cider whatsoever, or if they did have cider, it would be good cider. And you were kind of right. And we walked in, and you're walking along, and I remember peering in the fridge and seeing, sitting there, a bottle of the Sandford Orchards Devon Red. I was like, Neil, 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 they've got Sandford Orchards. He's like, what? So... <laughs> So, so the, we couldn't have found a better cider. We couldn't because we've been we've been trying to find that cider for a while because that was the one that was at top of the independent the woman from the independence I think it was a woman I hope it yeah. was um, yeah. list that she did earlier in the year um, and we did try the Marks and Spencer's one at some point in the sh in one of our previous shows but it, it was good to track down the actual original Sanford which was Devon Red so we both had a bottle each and it was excellent it was really good it stuff was deservedly top of that independent poll I would put it up there it, th this is a bit in, in Incongruous me get rating a cider out of ten that we're not trying in the show, but given that it's one we've talked about before, we've tried to track down. We knew it was rated highly by some, 
I would say it's up there with Dunkerton's Green Organic. Definitely, it's right up our street. It's it's the it's the kind of cider that that, that we like and rate along the lines with yeah, as you say, Dunkerton's and yeah, and so if, sweet and medium sweet, etc. If anyone knows anywhere else we could buy it in shops in Edinburgh, yes, that would be useful. It would be very good. Otherwise, we're going to be ordering a big batch online. Uh, but it's also let's talk about the pub briefly as well because Brewdog Pubs it's owned by Brewdog, yeah. the beer company. So. We, they do a variety of very good beers as well, which you would be interested it, you know, in. You know, it kind of makes me, Brewdog it makes me want to get into beers. Well, there you go. So one day, maybe. Right. It's, a, it's kind of, I suppose it's, you call it the medium-sized craft beer producer now. Yeah. Uh, but they, they did two kinds of Sanford, Sanford Ultra Cider. They had Fanny's Bramble. Yeah, which was okay. Which that, was that, like cider and blackcurrant. Blackberry, um, was it not? Whichever one it is. Blackberry. Which, Brambles are blackberry. Which, okay, fair enough. Um, which actually was, was quite nice. It just, um, it wasn't like one of your copperbergs or anything like that. It was it was just like decent cider with a with a splash of, of blackberry. Yeah, we, we'd re- we would have rated that highly, but Devon Red is a really top-notch yes, cider. Yes, I like and I want more. Okay. So it was a very good trip. It was. I mean, the, the only one after that, Whistle Binkies had this across original still, which it's interesting that you don't see the still that often. Although we, we had it twice. It's it's normal sparkling one. Because we had it in the Beehive as well. The Beehive... It was this and Cross original still in the Okay, beehive. okay, yeah. So, it's, it's I f- I, to be honest, now that th- like, there's a few places that sell Thistle Cross original still in Edinburgh, I find it slightly dangerous when I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you can say you're having a few jars of a... You're out for a long evening on a Friday. And you, you could have two pints of Thistle Cross original still, we'll drink it too quickly, and you're in vast danger yeah. of having to go home early. <laughs> yeah. Which has happened. Uh, yeah, well, like that night you drunk too many Henry Westons. Yeah, that's that's that was uh, <laughs> during the day actually. Anyway, so a very successful trip. It was cider cider uh, map is updated. Yeah, so please so. Um, please get onto our cider map whenever you're in a pub and they've got some decent cider on. Please check out our cider map, and uh, and there's a little report changes button. So if anything's changed in that pub, and they've got more different de- 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 decent cider. Um, do please let us know and we'll, we'll try and keep it as up to date as possible. Or you can access it on an app. You can. Uh, we now have app. our Edinburgh Cider map web app thing. Um, there's all instructions. Just hit the website. It's all up there. Okay. Very good. So we'll, we'll press on and we'll return to a feature we haven't had for quite some time. We haven't. Let's branch out. Indeed. And we're going to branch out this week or this half year. With uh, this came from Robert Ainsworth. Okay, the famous Robert Ainsworth. By way of an apology for stealing our thunder amongst our chit chat with our Australian cousins. Ah, you went and sent them cider before we had a chance to send cider. Yeah, so he gave us. Uh, well, he actually. I will give a brief interlude to our next show. He gave us some Australian cider that the Australians had sent him, and he gave them to us, along with this "Let's Branch Out" feature, which is. A Jack Daniels apple whiskey punch. Sounds very interesting. Now, it, this is essentially, a fi- it's a 15% drink, which is whiskey. Jack Daniels whiskey, so it's not proper Scotch whiskey, it's Jack Daniels <laughs> mixed with apple. So it kind of fits the bill for Let's Branch Out. Now, we're having to, we've got to serve this warm. Yes. So we thought, since it's a Christmas edition, we don't have any mulled cider. Have you had any mulled cider this year? Um, actually, um, Growler Beers is now selling mulled cider, so I had some earlier today. All right. <laughs> I, I had some the, the other day, and I wasn't that fussed about it. I'm, I'm okay with just normal cider, unless it's really well spiced and seasoned and stuff. But Anyway, right, we digress. We're going to heat up this apple apple whiskey punch from Jack Daniels yes. and try it for Let's Branch and Out. serve it in, in mugs. So we shall be back shortly 
once our whiskey punch is Ve at temperature. Very shortly, due to the wonders of modern technology. See you soon. So, by the miracle of modern technology, we're back. We have, and we have some rather hot, whatever the hell it was. I can't remember what it was. Now. Jack Daniel's Apple Whiskey Punch. Jack Daniel's Winter Jack. Winter Jack. Is the it. name of it. And yes, it's described as Tennessee Apple Whiskey Punch. Now, hopefully it's not too hot. So, uh, I'm going to burn myself with this. Um, but let's um, give it a sip. Quite nice, actually. I don't really like Jack Daniel's. I'm a big fan of Scott's Whiskey, but... Mm. Interesting. Jack Daniels isn't my thing, but it's quite, it's, it's okay. Quite a nice winter drink, actually, if it's... It's, yeah, it's, I, I, it's certainly an alternative to mulled cider. Yeah. And mulled wine. I think, like, compared to, mulled cider can go either way. And good mulled cider is quite nice, but bad mulled cider, this is better than bad mulled cider, okay. if that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure about the apple. So, what does it say here? What does it say is actually in here? It's a comforting mix of Jack Daniel's Tennessee whiskey with a taste of apple, cinnamon, and cloves. So it is kind of mulled. Yeah. But on the back, it says it's 37% whiskey, 4.3% apple juice from concentrate, and natural flavour. So what's the rest? That means it's like 60% water. Probably, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, it's okay. So it's quite nice, in a way. Does it qualify for a Let's Branch Out? I suppose it does. We should maybe talk about the fact that we haven't done many branches out for a couple of reasons. One, we kind of ran out. Two, I'd say we kind of lost interest in the feature a little bit. <laughs> because many of the branch outs that we try don't really qualify or are kind of cheap, nasty drinks. Yeah, I mean, like despite the kind of definition where we say it's not Boon Outsider, for me, a Let's Branch Out, so a drink that qualifies as a Let's Branch Out, has always been something that you would drink in a pub instead of cider that a cider drinker might like. But um, now, now that we've become more sophisticated in our cider tastes, some people might slag me off for saying that. Yes, I know, exactly. So the feature itself, I think from the start, when we were the cider drinkers, I'm going to be careful what I say here, but when we hadn't necessarily completely discovered proper cider, uh, shall I put it that way, um, we were happy to drink things like Krabby's Ginger Beer. Yeah. And I think that qualifies, when you're that kind of cider drinker, I think that qualifies quite nicely as a Let's Branch Out. The other thing which almost could qualify a bit even better than, than that is the Thistle Cross Snake Bite. Yeah. Um, because that was good beer, good cider, and, um, and some yeah, decent and black We guy. should also mention we have had some good ginger beers. Yeah, so yeah, true. Things like Hollows and Fentimans are, I'd say, the equivalent of a real cider in the ginger beer world. Mm. Crabby is a bit more like your Bulmers yes, of agreed. the ginger beer world. <laughs> agreed. So that was Let's Branch Out. We might return to it again sometime. We might. We'll dip our toes in it every now and again. If we can find something. But we're not actively looking the way we were. But if you know of something and you think it'd be a good Let's Branch Out, do tell us. Let do. us know. Do. At Ciderview. Email us at theorchardatciderview.com. Dot com. <laughs> um, correspondence IT. So a couple of things this month. Um, firstly, I want to start. I had an email. Um, via you, via James Fowler, originally from Angie Fowler. Yeah, so James Fowler is a work colleague of mine. Okay. His wife sent him an email. So is it, am I right his, to say his cider friend. His wife works at Visit Scotland. Uh, well, so I believe. So that might be where this kind of information comes from. Um, not sure you should have mentioned that. <laughs> no, it's quite, a, it's not a secret thing. Um, so this was actually an email from Chris at Walkmill um, to, uh, to your 
Fran's wife. That's correct. Right. Um, saying that he's going to be producing a homecoming cider, and he's planning to launch it at the Bannockburn 700th event. Uh, originally, he was going to try and find enough Stirling Castle variety apples, um, but it sounds like he struggled with that. So it's going to be, uh, basically, he's going to be blending a cider from Scottish apples um, for the homecoming. But he needs a name for it, for this homecoming Scottish cider. So, listeners, get your thinking caps on and tweet us and Walkmill, um, although I think Walkmill are often on Twitter. No. Tweet us, we'll pass it on to Walkmill. Yeah, yeah, tweet us. Um, if you've got any names for a Scottish homecoming... What about independence? Cider. 700th anniversary of Bannockburn, referendum of independence, same year. Makes sense. Mm, there's only puns you can do, I like independence puns. Or uh, insider pendants. That's, yeah, better. Well, it gets, I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit... <laughs> Yeah. Independence on the cider. Ho ho ho. It dep- depends on the cider. It depends mm, no. on the cider. Yeah. Well, Let us know if you've got any better suggestions than what, uh, what said, Neil has. Yeah. My puns aren't very good. <laughs> anyway, more correspondence? Um, okay. I, I suppose I have to read this out because we had an email from Robert Ainsworth. Another one? Christ, that boy's just a podcast whore, isn't he? Now, he I'm just likes to get his name in Australian Insider podcasts, or we 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 should kind of yeah we should kind of meant go into this a bit because it was quite a bit of a debate in the last week's podcast. So, By the way, Robert Ainsworth is a is sort of my friend from school. Yeah, and I've not seen this email, so I'm interested to hear what it says. So Robert Ainsworth says, "Hi guys, just listened to your latest show, and I have to say I'm against having more than one league." Right. So this was an um relation to last year when Chris from Walkmill, Craft Cider Scottish producer, wasn't too happy about us having Thistly Cross in our main league. He wasn't, yeah. Because he w- didn't want his craft proper cider to be compared to Thistly Cross's cider. Yeah, I remember it well. So, I still don't know how to solve this. Um, but just to go on, he says, your league is based on taste. It should not be split based on manufacturing methods. You could end up with several tables, camera spec cider, real cider, possibly real cider and perry before you know it. But I digress. Your league is based on taste, and as such, it compares the ciders purely based on what they are bought for, drinking. If you start to include how it's made to determine whether it's good or not, that gives craft cider an excuse to be a but shit, but still feel can't write very well. Um, but still feel it's ahead of those made in a less traditional way. Don't bow to pressure. The lead table is a leveller. It says we care about substance over style. If you can make a tasty cider from concentrate, the well done. And surely this must be harder anyway, as concentrate does not taste as good as pressed apples. One table, one criteria, taste. Christ. Next you'll be rating them on how attractive the bottle looks. Cider hipsters. Cider hipsters. You're sincere, Robert Ainsworth, long-time listener. <laughs> Cider hipsters, he's calling us. So firstly, the whole concentrate thing, I kind of disagree with that. Well, I, I, I think it raises a good point in his first point, which he says we should, raise them on, we should rate them on taste initial. The, the weakness is it's our initial taste, and sometimes your tastes grow over time. And also we've got the inherent weakness in our podcast, which is we try three in a row. Uh, yeah, I know too. I mean, the, yeah, the, 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 their lead table is sort of fundamentally flawed, but um, no, but it, it's about first impressions of taste, and that's yeah. that's so in that sense he's right because that's the be- major benefit of it, first impressions of taste. So from that front, I agree that we shouldn't change it. Where I think he's wrong 
is that he says he was saying that if it's made from concentrate and it in first impression tastes better than another cider. I, I don't necessarily agree with that because it is sometimes an acquired taste. A better yeah, cider. and even then it's how you compare them. Like say you had a say you compared um apple ties with cider. You you don't. Exactly. It's different drinks. Yeah. So that that's that's where he's slightly wrong. But in the sense of our cider league table is a a judgment that we our first impression of each cider and we grade them as such. Mm. It's still ongoing. On this. I haven't I haven't made my mind up how to do it. I, I would be against changing um, it, but I could, I'm prepared to be persuaded. I mean, we we do not want to annoy craft cider makers. Yeah. On this occasion I'll agree with Robert Ian. And we are. So we shall see. We shall see. But thank you for your thoughts. Um we shall take them on board. Is and, he forgiven now? Um I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll okay. see. So that is the correspondence for this episode. Well, that's all the correspondence, and that's that's just about all from instalment 19 of the Edinburgh Cider Review. Good show, packed show. Indeed, some agreements there with our nice ciders. Yeah. And uh, let, let us know how you did on the quiz and if you beat Neil, although um, I'd be surprised since he was very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do get in touch if you've got any recommendations for pubs in Edinburgh or places to buy good cider or ciders to try or anything at all. Through all the usual. Or even mediums. your thoughts on this debate over the league table. Do let us know, please. Okay. So have a good Christmas, everyone. Have a good Christmas, IT. I shall do. I shall drink lots of cider. So that's just about all. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs>